Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to The Conversation, an LYF podcast series where we provide our insight, thoughts, and experiences on our self-love exploration. My name is Ayla, Growth and Development Coordinator for the Love Yourself Foundation. And my name is JR, Technology Coordinator and Board Member of the Love Yourself Foundation. Welcome back, JR. Woo! I am ready for the rest of this season. Me too. We had a good mid-season break, just enough time for us to recollect ourselves to uh, take care of ourselves a little bit and then hit the ground running with the the conversation so i'm excited to be back yeah me too i feel like we left off on a mysterious note of what's going to be next (laughs) (laughs) and so it's a very big transition period for both of us and i'm excited to explore that for the rest of this season with you of course yeah absolutely i think the things that we've been dealing with for the past i don't know three weeks maybe a month or so has definitely been defining our paths in life and and trying to figure some things out that having different perspective coming back to the show, I I think it's going to help. So I'm excited to get into the topics that we're going to be talking about today and of course the rest of the season as well. Yeah, I'm really excited for today's topics. It's probably amongst probably going to be one of my favorite episodes before i'm saying that before i even (laughs) know how it's going to go but based on the topics that we're discussing i think that it'll be super relatable and helpful for people and for us of course when we're looking at how to keep moving up to be our best selves each day yeah and i think that's important for all of us especially if everybody listening has been following our journey that's all we've been trying to talk about all that we're trying to to do in our lives is just keep going up and keep being better, keep doing the best for yourself. But of course, like we were talking about before we even started recording, Ayla had mentioned, like we're still human beings at the end of the day. And not every single moment in our lives is a great moment. So I, I think it's more important for us to have that discussion or that conversation. How do we manage all of that? When times are tough, what is it that we can do to get us out of that rut or to get us into the better space that we want to be in? So I'm excited to to get into that conversation. Yeah. And we left off really on the challenge of a week of morning habits and trying to see if we can achieve a certain amount of habits. And I said, I would shoot for five, I think. Mm-hmm. And 
Before I dive into how the challenge went, I actually want to start in a pre-point there to lead into what we're going to be talking about today. And that's falling off of your growth journey. This is something I've wanted to talk about for a while. I think we've probably mentioned as a side comment in other episodes, but sometimes I feel like doing this podcast, it's perceived that we got all the answers yeah. and we're constantly every day getting better yeah. and every day is great. And as you grow, you don't ever fall off. And I think that's something that I really want to change and allow people to understand that growth isn't linear. And it's really important to have that compassion with yourself because if you see growth as you can never go backwards, it actually really hinders you. And the past six months for me, I've really stayed on the ladder. I haven't really moved up per se. And it's been kind of chaotic in the transitions in my life that has caused me, and this is where I want to bring my personal experience and be vulnerable about it, is that for me, my anxiety sometimes stops me from continuing that growth journey. And so it's how we talked about in the beginning of the season of the hierarchy of needs and that you can't really be your best self unless you have your safety, unless you have your survival with your food, water, shelter, if, unless you feel loved and belonged. So I feel like for me in the past few months when I'm like, okay, I'm living on my own. I have to find a job that can support me living on my own. I have to make all these plans. I have to adjust everything to my name. I have to do so many plans that like I haven't had much time as I had in the past to really focus on what it meant to keep moving on to being my best self. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be transparent about that because while I have always thought about it and it's not something that ever leaves me because I'm always reminded of, and I remind myself of the things that matter to me and me growing and that being my number one value. While I think about it, it's not something that I'm taking action on. And I think that those things are very distinct and important that we discuss the nuance of both, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. And I appreciate you being vulnerable and, and explaining your side of things and what you've been going through, because I think that's really important for all of us to not necessarily have the platform to be vulnerable around other people, but just being vulnerable with yourself and being open and honest with yourself. I think it's interesting that you had mentioned that it's your anxiety that causes those moments of you falling off of those habits. I do feel the same way as well. Lately, what I've been involved with, and this is me being vulnerable as well, is just past three, four, five months have not been the greatest for me. And I do feel that I'm slipping into depression a little bit. And that depression ends up overwhelming me into going to the next place that I want to go to, continuing stuff with my own personal business. And it, it just keeps me locked down is what I've been noticing. Yeah. And it's very difficult to be in that situation of just, you want to keep going deep down inside, but because we're dealing with anxiety, because we're dealing with depression, that takes precedent over everything else. And it's hard to, to get through that. And that's what I've been experiencing for myself right now is it is very difficult to continue to progress in your life when you're so focused on this negative aspect of what's happening right now. And also I, I laugh all the time about, I hear people talk about the conversation. I hear the compliments and, and the things that we're talking about are helping people, but I can't help but feel like a hypocrite a little bit, or, or I can't help but feel like I'm having imposter syndrome because 
we talk about all these topics and it, and I sound, we sound like we have everything put together. Mm -hmm. Like we're helping people because we've been through it, but we're at a different point in our lives where everything is great. But the reality for everyone who's listening is again, we're human beings where we fall off to, we have to go back to our own episodes and, and listen to ourselves. Definitely give us these topics and remind ourselves of the things that we should be doing. And yeah, that's where I feel like too, is I've fallen off and I'm trying to get back to a place where I feel not necessarily happy because there's still moments in, in my day that uh, I'm happy and but trying to feel more complete is the, the better. It's uh, a good way to explain it. Yeah, better way to put it. So yeah, it's just very interesting stuff, man. Honestly, the way I want to describe it is almost like there's a blocker. I like how you mentioned like on lock or locked down. If you could imagine it like in your dreams, I don't know if you've had this dream, but I've definitely had it where you're running, but you don't feel like you're going that fast, but you feel like you're going as fast as you can. I feel the difference in growth is that for us or for anyone that's really experiencing these things that are kind of inhibiting them, you want that growth. You want your life to be happy. You want to make all these changes. And so you're running as fast as you can. When in reality, you're maybe going speed two on the treadmill. Like it, it's not really that fast, but you feel like you're going that fast. And as soon as you like would take away that blocker. And as soon as we can get over like these things that are blocking us, we're still going as fast as we can, but all of a sudden those changes are so much more impactful and they seem to be happening so much faster and it's because the only thing that's really changing is the fact that we have something blocking us. So what's taking 100% of our effort now is a lot different than if those things weren't there. And so I think that a lot of times when we're doing these episodes, I do have that passion all the time. And I'm always like, yeah, I want to declutter and do all these things and these challenges. I want to make these like ginormous changes. And I actually do feel that way. But do I have the capacity to do? And yeah. I think it's really important in anything that you allow yourself the compassion and like the realism to ask yourself, do you have the capacity to do it? And if you don't, you really have to start back and say, wow, I can't wait till one day I do. And I can do journaling every night and right. I can do all these things. But right now I have to take a step back and look at what is really possible for me and what will help make those changes where I can do the bigger things eventually. Yeah, I like how you put that too when you had mentioned about the growth. I think it's really, and I'm only speaking from personal experience, but I feel like my growth as a person has come from multiple situations of failure. And I think that for me is, is important to put to light because we always think that maybe the positive situations or the great things that happen in your life are, are part of your growth, which they are. But I'm not going to deny the fact that me failing in life of the multiple stages that it ended up happening shapes who I am today. And I continue to fail and will always fail, but not necessarily using the word fail as a negative either. It's just, mm -hmm. which like is we've hard. Talked about. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. And we've talked about this before too, of just failure is a learning tool. It gives us an opportunity to try something, then work out, we learn from it and we progress from there. So I think that you bringing up growth kind of ties into that as well, but also going to trying to figure out how to get to the next stage of where you want to be in or trying to create habits, good habits in your life. And it's difficult to do that. The thing that came up to, into my head of the depression I've been feeling is this 
false sense of comfort. There's things that I want to do in my life. There are things that I want to implement into my daily routines that I know that are going to benefit me. But I have this feeling of comfort of not doing those things because I feel it's either going to be too much effort or I'm not going to be able to keep up with it that me not doing it feels more comfortable than actually doing it. And I think that, that with these challenges that we've been trying to implement into the episodes, it's hard for me to do the the challenges because, and I don't want to use the depression as a scapegoat, but it's easier for me to just be in bed for a long period it of is. time because that feels comfortable to me. But really at the end of the day, it's a false sense of comfort because I'm not tackling the things I need to do. Have you watched Big Mouth? Yes, actually. Okay. You know, the depression cat and how she's like, you could do that or you could just not and be comfortable. Yes. <laughs> like, I think they really depicted that perfectly. I don't, I, th I think that when you're depressed, you want to not be like, oh, it's because of depression, you know, but I think that if anything, and that this is saying a lot, depression is under understood, <laughs> if that makes right. sense, yeah. because the impacts that it has is crazy. And it's the fact that even you and I can say, wow, I really have these big goals and I want to do all these things, but I don't have the energy to do them kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I am excited because on a positive note for the rest of the episode, I want to talk about the things I've researched, walk through the different things I've noticed help me and see where that can take you and I and where it can help anyone that's listening that also has the inspiration and they're like, wow, I really want to make these changes, but nothing is sticking for some reason. And related to your last note, JR, we do have an episode on getting out of your comfort zone. And if you haven't heard that episode, I definitely recommend listening or re-listening to it. But I think when we don't step out of the comfort zone for so long, we become complacent with, oh, we're in this place. It's okay. Could be worse kind of thing instead mm -hmm. of constantly reaching for the next thing because it can be scary. And when that happens and we are in a state of anxiety or depression, we're even less likely to make any changes because it can throw off an already cautious mind, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting that parallel between depression and anxiety and how that makes us feel because it's a very real thing. And I'm sure people who are listening have experienced some form, fashion. Of, one of the two. Yeah. One of the two. So it's definitely a relatable feeling and... I guess really what it comes down to is how to manage those feelings and turn them into something positive because mm -hmm. it's not like we're never going to be depressed ever again. It's never, it's not like we're never going to experience anxiety ever again, but how we manage those feelings and turn it into something that can benefit us, I think is really important. And that is what I'm going to discuss now. I think a lot of times we have, going back to the earlier episodes this season, ideas of where we want to be. And we can go through these transitional periods. And for me, I call it a growth period where I write down all the things that I would like to change, whether it's remove from my life, add to my life, increase, decrease. And once I have that brainstorm, a free fall, I have a blank piece of paper, no lines on it. And I just write everything that comes to mind. Even if it's pay off my student loan, it doesn't necessarily have to be go to the gym. It can be things in each area of your life. That's when you can kind of move on to the next step of, okay, now how do I do that? Because <laughs> you can have everything written down and think about, yes, I want to do this. I want to be a millionaire. I want to, but it's never going to leave that paper unless you put in the plan of action. 
So I know that you viewers at home cannot see it. So JR and I will do my best to explain. Oh. This is a surprise to him. Okay. But there's something that I have been working on for my own life. And it's something that I will probably post a guide to the LYF website. So stay tuned on our Instagram for a update of when that's going to be released. But I'm going to try to stand up for this. I have created a Whoa. huge poster board. This thing is huge. <laughs> So it's pretty much a science fair poster board. And what I did is I created my growth plan and it literally says your growth plan on it. And what I did is on the opening flaps, I have my morning habits on one flap and then my evening habits on the other flap. And then I have a hundred days for each habit. I was shooting for 66 to a hundred because it takes 66 days to really solidify a habit, but the more the merrier. So I have my habits uh, morning on one side, evening on the other side. And I wanted to break that up so I can solidify it to a time of day. So morning being whenever I wake up until 1130 AM and then evening being after 5 PM for me and making sure that I can get those habits done within that time frame. It helps keeps it more structured for me. And I'll walk you through these habits before I go into the middle part, which is my favorite. So my morning habits, I have brush your teeth, skincare routine, make the bed, stretch or do yoga, drink water, and then create a to-do list. Those are my morning habits. Very simple things yeah, that I like those. won't take too much time, but things that will help my life in an instrumental way move forward and help my anxiety eliminate, if you will. So with the to-do list, it'll help me keep on track for the day and make sure that I set goals and I'm able to achieve them. I made sure to have things related to physical health as well with making sure I have some sort of physical exercise, make sure I'm drinking water and just things that I know will help propel me for my day. And then for the evening habits, even though I don't have it written down yet because I'm starting in May, okay. a reverse of that. So I have brush your teeth again, remove all makeup. It'll have journaling for the day. So my reflection looking back, right, yeah. then I'll also have some sort of self-care or creative activity. So I'll have at least 30 minutes a day designated to me doing a face mask or me creating something. That way I'm able to like continue to process that part of myself as well. And the goal is that having this up in my room, I'll be reminded of these things that I want to do every day. And then also my sense of motivation is one, to be reminded and have a plan for it, but also the, like the act of literally just checking a checkbox and being like, yeah, I did it today. And seeing that I'm doing it every single day, it helps me continue. Obviously, depending on how you're motivated, it can change slightly. Some things it could be like, if you do this for an X amount of days, you can have a reward mm -hmm. or you can spend a certain amount of money or you can that sort of thing. But for me, I found that that's what will help me start these habits in a way, holding myself accountable and that seems rewarding to me as well. That is so cool. I wish that the people, well, we might have to post <laughs> a photo. Uh, to, yeah, a photo <laughs> when we do the little teaser for the episode. We got to have a photo of that board because that board is epic. Like it, those that can't see this, it looks absolutely beautiful and it's laid out so nice. And it just, it creates that sense of accomplishment before you even mark anything, it's just, oh, I did this, which is amazing. And mm -hmm. I was about to say that feeling of checking things off, marking things off does create that sense of, again, accomplishment of I did this. It may be 
very simple habits or very complex habits, but the sense of checking it off in the morning or checking it off in the evening of just saying, okay, I did that is so powerful. And it can propel your day too. Like I've already started off this far. What else can I accomplish kind of thing? Yeah. Obviously, this is the first time I've seen it. So I I appreciate you waiting for the reaction on the episode itself. So this is just the habits. So the middle part, the big bulk of it is the growth plan. So at the top, I have five affirmations listed out. So that way, when I go to check off, I can say my affirmations either in the morning or in the evening. And just as a reminder, because affirmations are so important to remind yourself that you have the power to change those things and that you're really in control. And I feel like a lot of times with depression or anxiety, you feel like you're out of control or no matter what you're doing, things are going whatever, which way. And so for me, like having somewhere where I can remind myself and do that every day is something that's really important to me. I'll read one of them. So you can get an idea. One of them is I embracing today as it is and not how I wish it to be. And I thought that was a good one to start with because a lot of times if something goes wrong, you're like, that's it. Tomorrow we'll start again tomorrow. (laughs) And the idea that you can embrace each day as it comes to you and move past whatever obstacle is something that's really empowering to me. And so I wanted to make sure that changing my perspective of how I see each day was something instrumental to the growth plan. That's amazing. That is so cool, Ayla. Also, I think that that should be the quote of the day, quote of the episode, <laughs> just just throwing that out there. I think that is so interesting that you, you put that together. It seems to have a positive effect on you so far. And all it took was just a science fair poster board, make it look pretty and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and it works. And I think that brings up the idea of just, we might overcomplicate things in our lives that we might, again, put too much on our plate and then we don't do anything because it's just overwhelming that doing something as simple as that can create such a positive effect in your life, your daily routines that it should be easy to implement for everybody. It should be easy for somebody like me to do. I might not be putting the gym on there anytime soon. (laughs) Oh, you can tell I left that off yeah. because I'm, ach- I'm achieving these goals. <laughs> Shout um, out to the gym. We always mention it. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the board, my affirmations are at the top here. The rest nice. of the board is eight goals that I've set. So this is where it comes to that brainstorming paper of the things that you want to change about your life, things that really matter to you. The look upon it of just this upcoming year. So just from today to the next year on this very day, what are the things that I want my life to look like? And what I've did is I've set every goal in kind of a I will statement to remind myself that I can achieve that. Mm-hmm. And I've marked out progress blocks. I'll show you JR here. There's like progress bars here. Oh, nice. So I can color it in as soon as it's done. So the first one is I will spend less time on my phone. And so I put what it currently is and what my goal is. And then each week, I will update what the time is down to and come up with different ways I can reduce how much time I'm spending on my phone. You're really uh, going hard on that one as the first one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My my current is 5.6 hours a day and my goal is two hours. So we'll see how many months that takes me, but it's a start. I noticed that a lot of my productivity is lost towards me playing games or watching TikToks. And so I realized that maybe if I take that out, I'll have a lot more time to do the things that I'm passionate about. I love how that really you bring that up too, because we always say we don't have enough time to do 
X, Y, and Z, but we have the time. So it, to too much that, time. Too much time. So now that you put that in, into on the piece of paper, right on the board, it, it makes it an actual thing, a real thing that you look at every day. I'm just like, oh yeah, that's right. I am on my phone all the time. So, and so I have basically eight different goals here. One being, I'll pay off my loans. I will have a spending budget, and I'll stick to it. I will declutter and only own items that spark joy. So like I have everything set in its own category and kind of a plan of how I'm going to get there. So once I, for the declutter, for example, I have each category of items I own, like clothes, books, even notebooks, because I hoard notebooks. Once I finish going through them, I'll check that off Mm -hmm. and be one step closer. So really laying it out like this, one lets you know that you're in control because you have a whole plan laid out and it allows you to be reminded and actively work on those things. And it's something that obviously you don't need a huge poster board to do. I think that it makes it more fun and is a bigger reminder, but it's definitely something that I realized if I want to get out of this rut and be able to make those changes. I need to have a plan instead of saying, oh, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I think everybody who's been listening since our first episode, everyone's gotten to know us a little bit better. And this is right up your alley because I know how much of a creative person you like to be. (laughs) That this was the perfect thing for you to do was to create the, the, the poster board of your habits, of your affirmations, of your goals. And it made it fun for you, right? It it made it fun and now you're putting it into action. You see it every day and I think that's absolutely amazing. So I appreciate you for doing that, for sharing that with us. And hopefully that, that helps people out there too of just, okay, yeah, this is possible. I can do this. I know for me, it inspires me because it shows that something as simple as that can do so much good for you that I should be able to do it too. I will be able to do it. You will. (laughs) Sometimes it doesn't take that much. It's just the idea that like I've mentioned before, when everything is that you have to do is sitting in your head, it feels like too much. But as soon as you can get it out, you realize how manageable things are, especially if I'm giving myself an entire year to accomplish things. I can be proud of myself for moving one step closer every day because I'm like, yes, it's only 1%, but like, I'm almost there. And I know where I'm going. And I know what the 1% is working towards in a way, which is really helpful to me. And obviously like it costed like a dollar 50. So it's not Not very expensive. expensive. And yeah, it's definitely something. And like, I'm a visual person. I like to be able to see that. Maybe you want to do it on your computer instead or have it on your phone or even just a larger sheet of paper, whatever works. I think that the most important part is creating that plan of action because we can sit here each episode and be like this episode journaling and this and then we leave the episode and we're like okay (laughs) (laughs) so am i gonna implement that i don't really uh, have a plan to implement that (laughs) that is so cool Uh, i i appreciate you doing that and my question for you when you finished your the middle part you were coming down to the end of it and you were finally done and you looked at it how did you feel? Because at that point, you didn't start your daily routines. You didn't start saying your affirmations yet. How did you feel once it was all laid out and you could see everything? And like I said, I'm not going to start until May. So it's giving myself a time to mourn this lifestyle, I guess. <laughs> Allow myself to be comfortable until I really have to set it up. For me, when I finished, I was like, wow, I feel like I can do this. 
And I feel like before there was all these things like I want to do this and this, like, like I said, there's eight of them here. I probably could have put a lot more <clears throat> the gym, but even starting with just these eight, it feels like I have a plan and it's much more achievable now. Not so much. Will I ever pay off my student loans? Will I ever do all of these things? That's a later problem when really I'm like, I can do that now. And I like now have a plan to do it. So now I just have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Cause now you, now you feel prompted to you yeah. see it and it's there. It's visually, you can't miss it. Big poster board yes. is big, huge that I think that's, uh, I'm just a little stunned a little bit like, I, <laughs> I I'm can a little see speechless that. just because it is attainable. And I think that I've, for me personally, been putting too much pressure on myself to do too many things feeling like I'm running out of time and then I just don't do any of it because again that false sense of comfort of just oh if I just if I don't do it then you know I'll be fine it, something else will come about maybe something else will get me there but making it actionable and actually seeing it and doing it marking things off that is what really creates that change within you that's what really helps you get to where it is you want to be and I think that alone visually is something that anybody can implement and i think that's really cool yeah and transitioning into this final part of the episode i actually did something that we talked about at the beginning of the season but i haven't really done yet this season and that is talk about some research which don't click off now folks i'm gonna make it really easy <laughs> <Yeah>. for you <laughs> going back to season one so i wanted to find one of the newer studies that have come out that kind of can maybe teach us something new about what we're experiencing and how to move forward. And I think that for one, for me, before I talk about this article and this research study that I found, a lot of times what stops me is looking at what has happened in the past and being like, either one, being too comfortable with the present. Oh, I've gone this long without paying my student loans. What's one more year? I've been uh, trying to pay off my student loans for the past 10 years. It's just, yeah. So what's another year? Or being in the sense that, oh, I I can't make this change because, or I can't go to the gym because every time I've tried to in the past, it hasn't worked. Mm -hmm. So looking at the past and feeling defeated before you try again. So this study was done by Spear in 2021. So it's very, I believe it was done at Columbia University. Pretty prestigious. The research was basically showing that humans often remember negative or traumatic experiences over positive ones. And this is something that I've talked about in previous episodes. Mm -hmm. However, what this study did is it looked at how we can reform memories of the past. So I'm going to read a little bit of the excerpt here that I copied from the article. So feel free to look it up if you want to learn more. But basically, it shows that cognitive regulation is what it's called is changing how you think about a situation to change how you feel about it. And it's a tool for memory updating. So what does that mean? It means that there is an ability to find positive meaning in past negative events and that this is linked to beneficial outcomes such as positive emotions, fewer depression symptoms, and faster recovery from stress, which is one of the most interesting details from there. Obviously, we're recovering from depression. Great. Mm -hmm. But the ability to recover faster from stress is really interesting because when you're looking at preparing better for future obstacles, having that tool is really helpful. So you don't have to keep dealing with that anxiety of, am I going to make it? Mm -hmm. So the study found that if you look back at your memories of these times where you can find doubts or failures or things that have happened, things that really evoke negative emotions from us. And if you just ask yourself what positive happened at that event, 
So looking back, me not being able to think of things, maybe it's looking at my job and saying, oh, like on this day, I really put myself out there and it didn't work how I wanted to. For me, that's a negative memory. Like that whole day was done. But instead looking at it, like what positive happened that day? And maybe me looking at it, like I put myself out there, that's mm-hmm. positive. And I got good feedback, looking at all the good things you can take away, like the lesson, if you will. The study found that as you did that, your recall of the memory later on was positive and that you were able to get through adversity a lot faster and a lot easier in the future because you were looking at things from a more calm level and that you saw that you could get through this and that even if something bad happens, there's a positive link to that. regardless, which I thought was really cool because as we're talking about how can we grow, how can we get back on this journey when we feel like we've really been stagnant, the past is weighing us down, really looking at what's weighing us down and looking at the positives that can come from that. Like I could look at the past and be like, it's been hard for me to stay at a job that I've not been interested in. And that's really been hard for me because now money is hard for me and saying, yes, but what's positive is you've been putting yourself out there. You've been learning lots of new skills. You've acquired a lot of new skills because of that. You're where you are today because of that. Reforming that association for myself allows me to feel more confident in my choices and my steps today. I hope that made sense. A long-winded explanation. (laughs) I I think that's it's really interesting. That is a kind of a a positive, not necessarily spin on things that happened in the past, but it it is trying to reform those ideas of what you experienced back then into turning it into not so much of a negative situation. I've always related my past and the things that I've done in my past as a toxic idea because of how negative it makes me feel, what happened, all that. But if I use the job I was working at before, near the end, I was not happy with the work that I was doing. It didn't bring me any joy. That's why I wanted to leave and try to do my own thing. But me having that job wasn't all negative. It actually provided me the career path I've always wanted. It provided me, uh, it made me grow as a professional in my career, in a work environment. It's given me the tools to become the person that I am today, that not all of it was a negative. We take that one thing and think the rest of it was bad or it was terrible. But in all actuality, at least in our cases, we can figure out those things that, that create a lot of it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to me that like your entire day can be good and one bad thing can happen and it's a bad day. And for me, when I'm always looking at like when something bad happens, I'm like, am I going to let this wreck the rest of the day or or if something happens at the end of the day am I going to let that devalue the good things that happened early on and sometimes I'm really quick to let it wreck my day but it's really actively telling yourself it's one bad thing that happened it doesn't have to make the entire thing bad yeah and I think not to get too not to get too dark into stuff but um even using which I've talked on the show before my gambling addiction or the relapses I may have or the attempted suicide 10 years ago, 11 years ago, however long it's been now. Those were bad times, but allowing myself to take the time to figure out what the positives were in those experiences has allowed me to be on a show like this, be Mm -hmm. a part of LIF and be able to explain and express my story. And hopefully that helps others. So that also is reforming those ideas of whatever happened in the past. It's not that we're trying to push it away or not acknowledge those moments. 
It's simply us taking the good out of that bad situation and allowing us to become better people because of it, which I think is beautiful. Very, yeah. It's really powerful. And it's something that doesn't surprise me. Like when when I read this study, I was like, oh, that makes sense. But (laughs) it's not something that we actively do because it's so much easier to just say, oh, this is something bad that happened or I'm not happy because of this. And so the entire event is not something that's pleasant for me. I think that I've talked about before how trying to view any positives, trying to view anything you can be grateful for, any lessons, how that is helpful. And in seeing this study, it's definitely something that I want to incorporate into, like I said, my evening habit where I'm going to hopefully try journaling and include that in there of looking at what are the positives I can see from today. And I think that always having that mindset, I know that the longstanding, are you an optimist or a pessimist? Mm -hmm. Um, So cheesy, so annoying, but like also like the gym argument, if you see the glasses half full, you are a lot happier. And while it's good to be realistic, it's also good to remind yourself that anything is possible. And just because things have happened before doesn't mean that it's going to continue to happen. And I think allowing yourself to have that mindset and in turn that power of control can allow you to grow and get off that level two setting on the treadmill and step it up a little bit. (laughs) I'm glad that you said all that because personally, I needed to hear that. And I think that helps me put things into perspective of where my life is at right now, what I'm trying to achieve, and realize that the reason why we push ourselves to do things that we want to do or that we feel we're capable of doing is because of that word. It's possible. It's possible to do these things. It is achievable. We can do this because at the end of the day, the only person that is stopping us at this point is ourselves. And when we can get out of our own way, and we've had this conversation multiple times of just taking ourselves and stepping it to, a, to, to the side and being able to go after the things you want to go after is really the, the epitome of growth, personal growth. And, and in some ways, self-love as well, because you give yourself that opportunity to, to do something you want to do. And when we deny ourselves of those possibilities, then that's where we stay where we're at. And I appreciate you bringing that up and being vulnerable today and showing the poster board because it culminates into anything is possible if you put your mind to it. Yeah, I'm really happy with this episode. And I think that it's a great start to the rest of the season. And hopefully as these months go on, we can see the developments and how we find that spark to keep us going each day and find ways that we can grow in ways that are meaningful to us. Absolutely. Before we leave, we got to do one of the favorite parts of the episode. And that's... The quotes. Do you have your quote today? I do. Let's I hear do. it. Do, do you? <laughs> I do. <laughs> that I already knew. My quote today is owning our story and loving ourselves through the process is the bravest thing that we'll ever do by Brene Brown. I love that. Yeah, and I think that for me, it sums up what we've been talking about today. And it's just owning the things that you're doing in your life and really just trying to love yourself as much as possible throughout anything that's happening in your life, positive or negative, really is brave of you to do because we can just stay stuck and, and be complacent. But 
when you're trying to do the things that are going to better yourself, better who you are, that is really going to get you to the next level where you want to be. And that's really brave of you to do so. Definitely. My quote piggybacks off of that. It is that there are no prerequisites to worthiness. You are born worthy. And it is an unknown author, but I thought that's a good reminder as well. Yeah. I think, damn. (laughs) That is good. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just, this whole episode was, oh my God. Yeah. This whole, it, yeah. I'm not going to ramble on anymore. Like that, that was perfect. And I, I think that everything that we talked about today has definitely helped me out. And I hope that it helps everybody else out who's listening as well, because that that's what we're trying to do here on the conversation. Um, it's not only just for our listeners, it's for us too, because we're going through things as well. And I think that it's important to put that out there, let people know, hey, we are human. We are going through things. We do fall off. But at the end of the day, we want to do better for ourselves and we want to be better for ourselves. So hopefully that those that are listening want to do that as well. Yeah. And like I said, I will be um, posting the guide to the growth plan that I made. So be sure to stay updated on Instagram for that. Also, let us know how you get back on the ladder when you seem to fall off your growth journey, because of course, we would love to hear and discuss possibly new ways that me and JR don't know about, which would be nice. Regardless, here comes the end of the episode. We want to hear from you. Leave us a comment on Instagram or Twitter at the LY Foundation or on Facebook, facebook.com slash the LY Foundation. Let us know what you thought about today's episode and what all of this means to you. Also, please leave us a review of the LYF podcast. That way we can continue to produce more content and grow the show. Thank you for listening to the conversation. And until next time, love yourself, love one another, and love this planet we call home.